But we 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 wear a Jesus shirt and think we're all oh, we're all out. We we wore a T-shirt. John the Baptist got his head cut off. Congratulations on your T-shirt. Hey, God is the same today as He's always been. We don't need to get so worried about oh we've got problems we ain't seen nothing. We're so blessed it ain't even funny. All He wants to do is bless us and and lead us in the right paths and gives us everything that we want if only we'll serve Him. He's still the same exact as He's always been. He don't want less for us than he does other people. He's not a respecter of persons. He's, all he wants to do is bless us. But we come in here on Wednesday night and Sunday just all beat down because what we have went through all week. But What's it matter? He's still the same God. He's still blessed you. You're still breathing. You're still alive. you still got another chance. Your family members that's lost are still alive. they still got another chance. The same God that saved you can still save them. He ain't no different. Don't be so disheartened. It's going to be okay. Read your Bible a little bit. It's, everything's going to be just fine. Serve God. Do what he wants you to do. Witness to your lost family members. Don't just say, well, Justin said everything's going to be fine. I'm not going to talk to him. No. We still need to talk to him, witness to him, tell him what's going on. But pray about it. Seek God's face. Tell him what's going on. He'll, why wouldn't he want to save somebody if that's your prayer and the desire of your heart? Why would, why would he say no to that? That just don't make any sense. The God that sent his only son, you're going to pray for somebody to get saved and say, no, I ain't going to answer that prayer. That just don't make any sense to me. If we're really seeking God's face and asking for our lost loved ones to get saved and asking for God to move and asking for God to make a way, don't you think he will? Why else would he have sent his son to die for us? If it would have been just for one person, I think he still would have done it. And here we are, 100 deep in Mount Vernon, and ain't going to praise the Lord for what he's done for us because we have a little bit of problems every once in a while. He's been way better to us than we deserve. Yeah, we've got problems, but we still serve a big God. Yeah, we got things that go wrong, but we still serve a big God. First Corinthians ten, y'all ain't gonna I ain't gonna tell y'all to flip with me. I got a bunch of places to go. Verse 12 says, Wherefore let him that thinketh he standeth take heed lest he fall. There hath no temptation taken you, but such as is common to man. So this, and this is the part that I wanted to get to. It says, But God is faithful, who will not suffer you to be tempted above that you are able. A lot of people like to quit right there, but that ain't the end of it. It says, But will with the temptation also make a way to escape that you may be able to bear it. Um, how many times I can go probably pew by pew, especially people that go to the teenage class or the, or the youth, They'll say, pray for this. I just don't see a way out. I just don't see how it's going to work out. Jeffrey, just, just don't know how things is going to work out. Now look, ain't you on the other side? Didn't he make a way to escape? When you was in the storm, hey, Peter never would have knew he was able to walk on water for what never a storm. Everybody wants to rag on him because he sank, but heck, fire, he, he walked on water. But if the storm never would have been there, then he never would have known that he could have walked on water. If we don't go through things, we don't know how far we can go with God if we'll just trust in Him. If we'll just hold on to Him, if we'll let Him lead us and guide us and direct us, then maybe we could walk on water. I'll say it again. Well, he's not a respecter of person. Peter ain't no better than what we were. We ain't no better than what Peter was. We're going to go through storms, but the only way that Peter knew he could walk on the water is because the storm was there. And he said, Lord, save me. Lord, help me. If it's you, bid me to come. Hey, I'm sure none of our flesh does not want to stand up here and preach. 
I'll just say mine because I know mine for sure don't. But I've got, I never knew that I could have done this. I said, Lord, if it's you, just tell me. I never can see the fruit that's going to be down the road that will come out of this if I never would have said, Lord, if it's you, just tell me. Things that could happen, family members. I said Saturday night that the thing that TJ said that got me the most is what if your lost family never get saved because you won't do what God wants you to do? What if my cousin and uncle never get saved because I never would have said, Lord, if it's you, just bid me to come? There's things that we're going to have to do if we want to see miracles, but he's still the same God. Nothing has changed. Only thing that's changed is us. How soon we forget what God's done for us. How soon we forget the blessings that he's given us, the things that he's put out for us. We're blessed. Things ain't always got to be just doom and gloom because he makes a way of escape. A church full of testimonies that he's made a way of escape time after time after time. In the midst of the storm, thought there was no way to get out, but then you get on the other side because he's made a way of escape. Time and time and time again. And we come in here on Wednesday night and think, well, everything's just horrible. Is that not right? I mean, I don't need no amens because I'm looking at you right now. We come in here on Wednesday night and just think, oh, everything's horrible. Every, my life is just falling apart. Nothing's going the way I want it to go exactly. It's going the way that God wants it to go. He may put you in a storm to see if you're really faithful, to see if you're really true, and then to see when he does bring you out on the other side if you'll praise him or not. If you'll give him the praise that he's worthy of. If you'll really truly serve him, or if you're one of these that seed is planted on the rocky ground and you get fired up for a minute and then you just burn out and we don't hear from you no more. A bunch of empty pews, that's exactly what happened. And I want to blame the church. But whose fault is it really? Bill said a minute ago, so I'm just going to ride his coattail. I mean, it ain't always the church's fault. Sometimes, if the seed gets planted, we need to tend to our own garden, not expect everybody else to do it for us. Because God has given us everything we want and can ever ask for, and we just kick back and think he's going to continue to do that for the rest of our life. I just think how it's going to work. He'll bless us as long as we want it. He'll bless us as long as we try to serve him, as long as we live for him. He's still the same, and he'll bless us continually. His, his, he daily loads us with benefits. Every day. If you think your life's been going bad for a week, just look at today. Just look at all the stuff you have no idea that God kept you from. Rainy, foggy night. Old folks, middle-aged folks, people that can't see. TJ, you ain't went to the eye doctor yet. <laughs> what about that drunk driver on New Year's Eve when we was all headed home from Camp Zion that we didn't meet? What about taking another breath today what about seeing another day what about another year what about all this stuff all the good that we're so focused on the bad and we forget all the good that's there we're blessed overly blessed every single day and we're so focused on the bad we can't even praise the lord for it so focused on the bad stuff we can't even thank god for what he's done for us matthew 17 We'll start in verse 18. It says, And Jesus rebuked the devil, and he departed out of him, 
And the child was cured from that very hour. Then came the disciples to Jesus apart and said, Why could not we cast him out? And Jesus said unto them, Because of your unbelief. For verily I say unto you, If ye have faith as a grain of mustard seed, ye shall say unto this mountain, Remove hence to yonder place, and it shall remove, and nothing shall be impossible unto you. Howbeit this kind goeth not out, but by prayer and fasting. Amen. <coughs> you know why everything looks so bad? And we can't get nothing done, can't get a prayer through, can't do anything. It seems like just we, we can't feel God no more. Howbeit this kind goeth not out, but by prayer and fasting. Uh, Shania's got a little necklace. She's had it for a few weeks. I don't know. I, asked, I finally asked her what it was. She said it's a little little thing that's got a mustard seed inside of it. First time I've ever seen a mustard seed. I've always heard the scripture. I knew seeds are small. Duh. But it's the first time I've ever seen a mustard seed. I thought, man, that thing is pretty, that's pretty tiny. And it says, if you have faith as a grain of a mustard seed, you shall say unto this mountain, remove hence to yonder place, and it shall remove, and nothing shall be impossible to you. Apparently, Bill prayed that Low Gap Mountain would be moved into Surrey County, so he said he lived in Low Gap because it ain't Nash County no more, or Allegheny County no more. Have any of y'all ever said for a mountain to move and it moved? I ain't talking about physically. I ain't talking physically. Get your mind away from that. I'm talking about looking your life when you thought it was a mountain, when you thought there was no way out, when you thought there was nothing that could be done, and then God moved it. How many times has he done it? Over and over and over again. And then we'll get we'll get in that same storm and think, there just ain't no way out. And we'll come in here and be so down and out because we're going through a trial and we're going through a storm because we forgot that two weeks ago he's done moved a mountain for us. He's done, he's done fixed everything we prayed for, and then we'll get, run into something else and think, Lord of mercy, here we go again. Where's our faith? I know a whole lot of times my faith is in myself. That's why 99% of the time I fall flat on my face. But that little 1% will actually give it to God or I actually lay it down or I actually do what I'm supposed to do, and then it's like, oh, everything worked just like it was supposed to. Like he ain't told us time and time and time again in the Bible, that's, all you got to do is give it to me. All you got to do is give it to me, and I'll take care of you every need. The, the size of a grain of a mustard seed, and we can move mountains. It says nothing shall be impossible unto you. John 14, 18. Bless him, Lord. 14. 14. <coughs> says, I will not leave you comfortless. I will come to you. That's just a simple little verse right there in the midst of all that scripture. I thought, you know, we go through this life and we stay so down and out, but the Lord has sent us a comforter. He sent us somebody to walk our everyday life with, and we just forget about him. We just leave him by the wayside. The one that can protect us, the one that can help us, the one that can hold us in his arms and take care of everything for us, and we just forget about him. He says, I will not leave you comfortless, I will come to you. I think Henry and Mary have needed a comforter here the past few weeks. I think Sonny and Emma has needed a comforter the past little while. I, all y'all's prayer requests, hey, pray for this one, pray for that one. Scotty, Erica, Colton. All these family members that all of us have been praying for, the whole Lowe family, Andy Johnson, my uncle, we think, man, there's, there's ain't no way. 
But we've got a comforter that nobody else in the world has. The only way you get them is to be saved. The only way you can get them is to accept Jesus and have his blood applied. And we've got a comforter and we've got all the power in the world. We can move mountains and we think, well, whew. I had a headache all day today and now i got to come to church on Wednesday night. Or I've had to work all day and here we sit. We've got the best thing in the world going. We don't have to worry about the world. We don't have to worry about what's going on. We don't. Who cares who's president? Who cares who's speaker of the house? Who cares? It's all going to burn. It's all going to be gone. It does not matter to us. It should not matter to any of us. Yeah, I know diesel's $5 a gallon. It stinks. Trust me. I know. But I can still pay for it. I still ain't went hungry. I still been pay, been able to pay all my bills. What are we so worried about? We've got everything we could ever ask for, but we leave it on the back burner. We forget about it until then we'll hit the storm, and then we'll think, oh, Lord, where are you at? Well, if we had that faith before we walked in the storm, we could be walking on water. Not have to worry about what the waves look like. Not have to worry about what's if we're going to drown. We got everything we could ever want, everything we could ever ask for. We can move mountains. We've got a comforter in the hard times and the troubles. What more can you ask for? What more can you ask for? If somebody can take care of all your problems, and then when you feel down and out because you don't know what's going to happen, then it'll, it'll come to you and comfort you and make you feel better, and and just take care of everything for you. I said it before, I, I didn't realize how much I had it made as a teenager living with mom and daddy. Didn't have to worry about what I was going to make for supper. Well, it stinks now, so just be quiet. <laughs> didn't have to worry about what I was going to make for supper. Didn't have to worry about who was going to drive me to football practice. Didn't have to worry about paying my light bill. Didn't have to worry about who was going to put diapers on my kids. Didn't have to worry about all this junk. That's the same way as Christians. We ain't got to worry about none of this junk. If we'll serve God, he'll take care of the rest for us. If we'll live for him, he'll take care of the rest. And all we have to have is the faith the size of a mustard seed. And he'll take care of everything else. What, what else ain't covered in them three little scriptures I just read? What else ain't covered? Somebody tell me. Is that not everything? What are we so worried about? He's still the same. He ain't changed. The one that spoke this into existence. Everything you see, the one that spoke it into existence, is the God we serve. And we worry about gas prices. We worry about president. We worry about what's going to happen. Oh, global warming. Oh, it's horrible. What does it matter? Do we not know that the world's going to end? I hate to tell them, but it ain't going to be a flood because global warming melted all the ice caps and flooded the world. That ain't going to, how it's going to be. No. We've done got the promise of that. If they quit worrying about the gay rainbow flag and worry about the real rainbow, they know the world ain't going to get flooded again. Yeah. They quit worrying about all that junk. That's right. We used to worry about going to Mars and people dying and going to hell. Amen. Who cares? Yeah. All God wants us to do is serve him. We make it. We overthink it way too much. It's a simple salvation. Surrender. That's all you gotta do, and then he'll take care of everything else. He'll he'll be the one to worry about where you're gonna eat, what you're gonna drive, how you're gonna pay your bills. 
Time and time again, we didn't have money to pay our bills. Our bills got paid. From either somebody in the church or some random check showing up because we overpaid. How many times y'all seen a check come back in the mail because you overpaid a bill? Yeah, not very often. Time and time again, he's moved a mountain, and then we'll forget him the very next storm we're in. Where's our faith? Is it in ourselves or is it in the one who saved us, the one who spoke this universe into existence? We ain't got nothing to be worried about at all. I ain't trying to preach a prosperity gospel. I hate that. I ain't trying to do that. But I'm trying to tell you, we could be a whole lot more happy than what we look like right now. We got a whole lot more to be thankful for, a whole lot more blessings than what we realize. A whole lot more than just coming and making a routine of coming to church and forgetting all about the worship part of it. Thanking the one who saved us from hell. Army sang it earlier. I'm not going to hell. That's good enough for me. If everything else falls apart and I live in a cardboard box till the day I die, I'm still not going to hell. That's that's enough. What else what else matters? Who else what cares? Who cares what else happens? We ain't got to die and go to hell. Ain't that enough? He died for you. Ain't that enough? But then, no, he adds on extra and extra and extra. He daily loadeth us with benefits. Don't just give a little bit here and there. Loadeth us with benefits. It's like Bill said. He ain't got, he didn't get it all the first day, but now look. We didn't get it all the first day we got saved, but now look. Look how far you've come. Look how much things have changed. Yeah, it may not be exactly perfect the way you want it, but ain't a whole lot better than it was. Amen. Ain't you glad you can remember where you went Monday morning, Larry Johnson? Amen. I bet March the 12th, 2000, you probably didn't really remember what you did that weekend, did you? <laughs> July 25th, 2000? A few weeks before that, you probably don't remember what you did on that weekend, do you? Now here we are all clothed in our right mind, know exactly what we did, know exactly where we've been. That's the same God we serve today. The same one that saved us, the same one that put our life together, the chief cornerstone that we've built it on that's put all this together, that's put give us more than we could ever imagine, more than we ever deserved, and we're just going to sit here and think about how horrible everything is. Take a look back to before you got saved, and now look at where you're at. It might still be rough, but now you've got a comforter. Now you've got somebody you can lean on. Now you've got somebody that when you pray, if you've got just the faith of a mustard seed, he'll do it for you. It ain't the same as it was when we was lost. It ain't the same as it was when we had nobody to count on. It ain't the same as it was when we couldn't take our prayers to anybody. We didn't know who to pray to. We didn't know, didn't know who Jesus or God was. And now look. A whole lot of times I feel like that man, that legion that's full of demons. Just turned around, no idea what I was doing, just covered in sin. You say, well, you didn't drink or do drugs or any of that stuff. Yeah, I still lost, still covered in sin. Still, the only thing I knew was serving the devil. Only thing I knew was sin. And then Jesus came in and changed my life. He changed my desires, changed my thoughts, made me want to do things that I don't want to do, and then the things that I enjoyed doing, he made me not want to do those anymore. And from the time I've been 13, he's just added on, block by block, and built up my life the way it is now. Yeah. I'm going to sit back here and think everything's horrible because I can't find somebody to cut my trees. Even though he's given me opportunity to buy 45 acres, I'm going to fuss because I won't know about cutting my trees. Ain't that silly? 
and we'll buy new vehicles and fuss because we can't make our payment. Or we'll do all this stuff of ourselves and then fuss because we put ourselves in a situation and then expect God to pull us out of it. Right. He will because he still loves us and don't want to see us suffer, but don't blame your own stuff on the Lord sometimes. Amen. But if we'll serve him, take a look at your life. Remember what it used to be, now look what it is now. I ended a whole lot better. I know mine is. I don't deserve what he's given me, but he still gave it to me anyway. He still blessed me. He's still giving me things that I never should have never should have had in a million years. Uh, Psalms thirty seven. I ain't going to read all this, but a whole lot of times in Psalms 37, uh, the, the verse either starts out or, or has in, in the verse says, fret not thyself. And several places in that, in that chapter. I'm going to start in uh, verse 23. It says, the steps of a good man are ordered by the Lord, and he delighteth in his way. Though he fall, he shall not be utterly cast down, for the Lord upholdeth him with his hand. I have been young and now I'm old, yet have I not seen the righteous forsaken nor seed begging bread. He is ever merciful and lendeth, his seed is blessed. We're his seed, we're his children. Hey, 25 there is the, the main verse I wanted to hit. It says, I have been young and now I'm old, yet have I not seen the righteous forsaken nor seed begging bread. When's the last time you've had to go bum for some money to eat something? Or when's the last time you thought, well, I, I just don't feel like the Lord's blessed me anymore. I feel like the Lord's just left me. Here I am all by myself. The Has the Lord ever left you? If you ever feel like that, more than likely it's your own fault. You've left him. He ain't never left you. Go ask TJ them years that he was out running around going crazy. He'll tell you. Look at his life now. Hey, the, from 13 to 18, when I was doing little things that I felt like I wanted to do and could get by with it, right. how, how much did the Lord pull me out of and save me from? Because he kept his hand on me. He's never forsaken us. We may forsake him and leave him, leave him behind, but he's never left us, left us alone. He's never just said, no, nah, forget him. He's never, just, he's never said, oh, they've put themselves in that situation, just don't worry about them. He's never done that, and I don't think he ever will. Amen. We've got a whole lot to praise God for. Amen. Deuteronomy 31. We'll start in verse 8. It says, And the Lord, he it is that doth go before thee. He will be with thee. He will not fail thee, neither forsake thee. Fear not, neither be dismayed. So when we come in here on Wednesday night, we don't need to be dismayed. When we come in here on Sunday morning, we don't need to be dismayed. If we ever start Sunday nights again, don't be dismayed. 
hey, all this stuff is for a reason. But the Lord says, fear not, neither be dismayed. I guess you're catching a the theme, but we ain't got nothing to be worried about. The Lord can take care of every problem, problem we've got, every situation we're in, every person we care for and have prayed for to be saved, He can take care of it. All we've got to do is give it to Him let Him work. Amen. Psalms 35, this is the verse I really want to get to. Psalms 30, verse 5. For his anger endureth but a moment, and his favor is life. Weeping may endure for a night, but joy cometh in the morning. All this stuff that looks so bad, just wait till the morning. Every time that you thought you weren't going to be able to make it, morning always came, didn't it? Every time we thought the Lord had left us and all these things that worked out, hey, they told Scotty he had 1% chance to make it in the morning. I'm sure Bill and Janet was probably doing a little bit of weeping. That's probably worried to death about their son. Most of all for his soul. I'm sure they was worried. But then that joy came in the morning when the sun came up and there he still laid. And then we get down here years later and he's in that morning church. Yeah, he may not be doing right, but he's still got a chance. He's still got an opportunity. He's still here. He's still got one more morning. Roger didn't look too good. They thought, oh, his body's shutting down. Oh, it ain't looking good. But then at next morning, there's probably a little bit more joy. And the morning after that, there's probably a little bit more joy. And the morning after that, and then the morning after that, and here he sits about, what, three, four months later? I bet it looked like he's going to get drowned in that storm. I bet it looked like to the outside world that they all oh, Roger's done now. And we know if he would have passed, he'd have been fine. Either way, he's healed here or healed there. Ain't that exactly what God wants? Is just to prove his power to people? To prove that he's in control. Nobody else is in control but him. And then we look and here sits Roger. And then you got Henry and Mary. They think, well, you got cancer here. Things is looking rough. Things is looking bad. And then you get Mary in here on Sunday morning sitting there praising the Lord. There's a little bit of joy in that. You know why? Because she knows where her power comes from. Knows where her faith, what her faith is in. Knows that no matter what, he's got it under control. And then you got our pastor here who ain't even got a voice for two months. Sitting up here preaching every Sunday. Talking every Wednesday. Yeah, he's still got problems. He's still got things he's going to go through. But I'm pretty sure he knows that weeping may endure for a night, but joy cometh in the morning. Whether the morning is here or over yonder, there's going to be joy. Hey, all this stuff that we're worried about, quit worrying about it. If you're so worried about it, just wait till the morning. Just forget about it. And when you wake up in the morning, I bet there'll be a little bit of joy there. Go pray and leave it somewhere. And when you wake up in the morning, you probably feel a whole lot better. Time and time and time again, we thought, oh, there's no way out. But then you make it to the morning, and everything's just fine. You think, well, you're a 25 year old kid. What are you talking about? I am. Well, when my daughter was three year old, and she had pneumonia, and it looked like she wasn't going to make it through the night. There was a whole lot of joy when that next morning came along. And when my other one was running a fever so bad that she was unresponsive, and an ambulance going down to Baptist, 
thought, don't look too good. And then she gets down there, and then everything, well, don't know, don't know really what that was all about, but she's fine. It's a whole lot of joy that came in that morning. How many times have we thought there's no way out? How many things have we been through we thought there's no way out? But then you get to the morning, and the Lord is still provided. He's still got it in his hand. He's still in control. What are we so worried about? Have you forgot? Hey, he's still the same. We may be in 2023, but he's still exactly the same. Hey, the, the same God that saved you July 25th, 2000, is the same one that can save my uncle. The same one that saved Bill April the 1st, 1968, is the same one that can take care of his throat problem. Hey, that same God that said, let there be light, is the same God we serve today. Hey, the same one that come down to put put fun and games March the 25th, 2000, is the same one that can save Andy Johnson. Amen. You think you're any worse off than Andy Johnson is? Before you got saved? That's still the same exact God. You any worse than what Uncle Melvin was? Still the same exact God. Was any of us any worse than our family members that we've been praying for or the people we've been praying for? Was we worse off than they was or are they worse off than what we were before we got saved? The Lord said there is no big sin. There is no little sin. It's all the same. That's still the same exact God. The same one that saved Larry Johnson that put put funny games is the same one that can help you. The same one that came to TJ when he was a six-year-old little boy in a Mazda pickup truck is the same one that can talk to your lost family member. The same exact God that's brought you through time and time again is the same exact God that will bring you through the next time. Hey, when Jeffrey prays for his little girl, I, I can't even imagine some of the stuff that Jeffrey has to go through raising a girl on his own. So when he prays and asks for prayer requests, probably need to listen to him a little bit and pray for him. But see, then I'll come in here on Sunday and teach a little bit and he'll say, man, I don't even know why I was worried. God took care of that. And, right. I mean, and then I'll come in here and testify on Sunday morning. Thank God for how good he is. Amen. Amen, we ain't got to be worried. We ain't got to be tied down. We ain't got to just be so downhearted about everything. Amen. We had a great Christmas play. Spirit was here. The same church. Same God, same people. What are we so worried about? That time when I thought my two girls was going to die, I called on God. Who else was I going to call on? Hey, I could call Daddy all I wanted to. What's he going to do? And like he can be, he can't see, he can't do nothing. What's, what's he going to do? He ain't a doctor. Hey, the doctor don't even know what he's doing without God. The person driving the ambulance don't even know what he's doing without God. All these people that we put so much trust and faith in ain't don't have a clue without God. He ain't changed. He ain't no different since day one. He's still the Alpha and Omega. He's still the beginning and the end. He's still everything we could ever want and ask for. But we just stay, stay so downhearted and beat ourselves up and think everything's just... The world's going to pop. And 
The world may be going to pot, but God's still the same God. Hey, every con you want to throw at me, guess what? God's still the same. That's the answer to it all. God's still the same. He's no respecter of person. He don't care who you are. don't care what you've done. There it is. He sent everything he had. Give us everything we could ever ask for, ever hope for. All we got to do is use it. All we got to do is be thankful. You want to know how we can have some good services? Worship and praise the Lord. If we don't want him here, why would he show up? If we want to praise him and thank him for what he's done, just like TJ said, I can't remember if it was Saturday or Wednesday, but I want the Lord to come by and stay a little while. Don't just pass by. Pass by and stay for a little while. Hang out with us for a minute. You know how precious it is that we can still feel his spirit? How many of y'all been in a church lately where you can't feel no spirit? You don't feel nothing. Ain't nothing happening. Nothing's there. We still we think Mount Vernon because we get it about once a month, if that, that we're still good. Quit being so disheartened about everything. <coughs> Praise the Lord for what he's done. You may have troubles, you may have problems, but God's still God. Amen. Amen. I know we've all got things going on, but God's still God. Yeah. You can come back to me in twenty thirty two. God's still God. Anybody else want to testify? I don't think Bill have a problem with that. But. 
I'll leave you with two, two things. New year, still the same Jesus. Enjoy coming in the morning. Don't be so worried about it. God's still got it. He's still in control. We ain't got to be worried about all this stuff that goes on. If we die now, we're taking out the rapture. We're still winners either way. Don't make a difference who's president. Don't make a difference what car you drive. Don't make a difference what you do. God's still in control. He still sees everything that we do. How many people, like six billion people, something like that? How many people in the world? I don't know. Bunch. Bunch, bunch of billion. But he still has time to hear your prayer. He still has time to come be with just you. That's, I mean, that's a blessing. If it was just all of us in the world, I don't know how he'd have enough time. But he still makes time for his children just to come by and a little breeze of the Holy Ghost by every once in a while and let you know he's still there.